here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.6 FM in Palaborwa. Okay, so I've been raving about this garden that I came across and we thought it's every, it's obviously something we want to talk about. Joshna Buchalta is a person who, as I said to you earlier, was in the business of, you know, he was in cruise ships and all of that and then suddenly COVID hit. The interesting bit is what happened with Joshua after COVID hit and when he found himself at home. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. You, you are such a wonderful, positive story because I think so many of us feel so helpless. So many people are jobless at the moment. And, you know, it's just it's just doom and gloom all around. But you had a brainwave. What happened? I want you to actually take me to a day when you thought, ah, this is what I think I'm going to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So it was something that developed over time. I've been working on cruise for the past five years. And how it works is I'm away on the ship for about six months, completing a contract before returning to South Africa and Nisman specifically for about six to eight weeks before going back to the ship again. Yeah. Uh, so like I mentioned, I've been doing this for five years. And every time I came back, it was very clear that I was able to help. And I always had the intention to help. I just think sometimes we need something to push us over the line and take the first step. Did so you know how you were going to help, Joshua? Say again? D- did you know how you were going to help? I mean, I get the fact that you wanted to do something and you wanted to help, but did you have? Did you know what it is that you were going to do? I definitely didn't. Um, <laughs> so it was literally just a continuation of coincidences. Yeah. I came back from the cruise ships without choice. Mm. There were lockdowns happening and I had to come home. Um, and I actually saw, so I was in lockdown. I had nothing happening. My world was flipped on its side, and I saw on Instagram that a friend of mine was distributing food parcels Mm. to communities in in need. So I contacted him, and we decided to do it together. So his name is Rafael, and we were handing out food parcels, Uh, but the main thing for us was the sustainability. Mm. The food parcels were great, but they were going to help people long term. But it was through going to the community, delivering these food parcels, speaking to the people and almost asking them what they truly need and want where the concept and idea of a vegetable garden to provide for a soup kitchen to sustainably supply food for the people in need became our ambition. Tell me how they articulated what it is that they want and need. And I think this is so, so key because I remember a story where apparently um, Winnie Mandela used to ask questions of these NGOs that would go into a, a place and have this magic wand that they thought they were just going to bring into a community. And her thing was, how do you know that's what they need? So how did they articulate what it is that they needed? So, I mean, we were going to one specific soup kitchen uh, basically every single week delivering food. And as we went there again and again, we talked to them continuously each time and started to understand more. Right in front of this uh, soup kitchen was an area of land. And it came out that since 2011, that's nine years ago, the idea of a vegetable garden was first thought of. By um, who? And they've always... So, so for nine years, 
they had been thinking and talking about a vegetable garden ah. because they wanted to feel independent. Yes. They, they appreciated that we were bringing them food, yes. but ideally they wanted to be able to look after themselves. Um, the thing restricting them was the resources. Yes. It took a lot of money. This was the only land that they had access to, which as we've mentioned was a complete dump site. Uh, so resources and financial support was the key thing restricting them. Uh, but once we heard that was their desire, we decided to team up and, and aim to make it happen. So, so, so help me out, Joshua. So this, this particular soup kitchen organization, they were just feeding people with soup kitchens and handouts that came from wherever. But they had always felt that they could actually put a garden together. And did they own this land? What, what was the story with this land? So this soup kitchen was actually started due to the lockdown. Ah. Um, there was there was more of a need to supply food for the people in the area. Mm-hmm. So then this was this was when Spark in Minds, uh, one of the nonprofits that I the, well the specific nonprofit that I collaborated with, yes, was involved with providing for the soup kitchen. Okay. Um, so me along with Spark in Minds were going to the soup kitchen to help them during the lockdown. And that's when it came out that this was what they were um, looking to achieve in terms of the garden. And they had ownership of this area, okay. literally a stone throw away from where the soup kitchen is. It's right in front of them. Yes. Um, so they own the land and therefore we were able to utilize it. But of course, the difficulty was the condition it was in, the fact that it was, oh, it was a dump site. It's such an excellent story. So what about things like water? Was there water resource there when you started and went in and, and actually decided to plant? There was a bit of water, uh, but we wanted to make them completely independent. So one of the additions to the garden was a Jojo tank. Ah. Um, it's connected to the gutter, to the roof. There's been more than enough rain the last few weeks. And even if there was no rain for many months, to come, they would have sufficient water supply to keep the garden going. It's such a beautiful story. What did you plant there, Joshua? So many different vegetables. Um, I mean, we've got spinach, we've got uh, cabbage, kale. We looked for nutrient-dense foods that mm. would obviously suit this time of year. Mm. Uh, so it, it was a little bit restricting starting to plant in the, in, towards the middle of winter. Yes. But moving into September will be plant in some more seedlings and we'll include beans and carrots and potatoes and different types of foods that would that would suit a soup um, and provide nutrients for those consuming it. Sounds to me like what makes this work is the collaboration with others. So you had Sparking Minds that were a partner in this who were already running a soup kitchen. uh, And you guys came with what was, you know, the resources to get a Jojo tank and so on. Did you also have to buy the seedlings or did somebody else provide them? Um, So we got, yeah, like you said, it was a collaboration. That's simply what it was. And that was almost the biggest coincidence. Yeah. I connected with Sparking Minds, an incredible organization doing so much in Neisner already, mm. who also connected us with uh, certain individuals in the community. And between the five of us, the main core of, of the leadership group, we all had different strengths, we all had different weaknesses, and we covered each other mm. in, in every aspect. And one of the things that I focused on was kind of promoting the garden and trying to raise funds for seeds through social media. So seeds and seedlings were donated to us 
simply from putting putting out the message on Facebook and Instagram. Josh, I'm going to ask you to hang on a bit because I want to speak to Helen. Helen, as you may know, is a representative of Sparking Minds. We've just found Helen, who's also a co-founder as well. And we just want to to add her to the conversation about how this whole thing evolved, which I think is such a beautiful story. Joshua Baklata is um, an individual. He doesn't come from any organization. He was just somebody that used to be in a cruise ship and saw the need and decided to help a community in Neisner with uh, a garden. Um, that was actually essentially a dumping site and they put this dumping site to great use and they've put a, a vegetable garden there for the community. I'm going to speak to him as well as Helen Marie who is a co-founder of uh, Sparking Minds, the organization that came together with Joshua and, and made all of this possible. That and more after this. Here, there and everywhere. SAFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg. Okay, I'm chatting to Joshua Bukhalter and uh, Helena Marie, who is a, a co-founder of an organization called Sparking Minds. And they came together and converted what was a dump site in Neisner into a wonderful vegetable garden for the community, which really was struggling with, with feeding themselves. So they're in conversation with me about this wonderful journey. Let me just introduce uh, Helena there uh, to join us into this conversation. Helena, thank you so much for joining us. Helena? Hello, thanks for having me on this call. Well, it's, yeah, it's, can you hear me? Yes, thanks for I having can, me on this call. Absolute pleasure. It's lovely talking to you. Could you just maybe give us a sense of, of your organization? What was your organization doing and, and how did you come together with Joshua in this fantastic project? Right, yes. Well, actually, Sparking Mind was uh, funded by uh, myself and Raphael, who was actually doing the job with uh, Josh, uh, you know, in Neisner during the COVID with the Veggie Garden. So we founded it in 2016, and the main aim of Sparking Mind was um, provide a safe and clean environment for the young kids. So when I'm saying young kids in, in underprivileged communities in South Africa, I'm talking more about, you know, kids in a crash. Uh, so we were really focusing on helping crashes in um, the Nightmare Townships. Um, so that was our job until um, un- until COVID happened, you know. And then, um, so we started with building a crash and did, you know, uh, another one. So uh, really focusing on, um, uh, on 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 safe environment for young kids. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's such an important point and, that you're um, making. Because, Helena, I mean, that dump site, getting rid of that dump site must have had a wonderful impact on the community. It's amazing. It's amazing because I think um, it was such a, a such an amazing thing that everybody was really um, super happy and super motivated. And now even more because they can see the result, they can see the harvest. You can see from, uh, you know, a gar- garbage all around to vegetable patch. And it's an amazing difference. Mm. It's very encouraging for, for, for them there. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, I mean, it must be heartwarming for you seeing all of this come to fruition. What does this mean for you? What, what else are you doing with your life? Are you going to go back into the cruising business? What, what's going to become of you, Joshua? <laughs> I must say, uh, it's hands down one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it was so necessary for me because when I came back to South Africa from the ship, I was, I was very upset to have to come back due to the fact that I was enjoying everything happening on that side of the world. I had a good lifestyle, I had everything set up, and all of a sudden it was turned upside down. So to be able to be involved with such a rewarding and necessary project was just incredibly thought-provoking for me. You know, going to an underprivileged community every single day Mm. and seeing their point of view uh, and the problems that they face compared to maybe the problems that I face is... It's necessary, I think, for anyone. Um, we need to see the real problems that the country has before we focus on the small problems that we tend to give too much attention to. So being part of the project, it was priceless um, and, and a really rewarding experience. For me personally, I'm not going to be heading back to the cruise ship. Wow. I am going to, I am going, mainly because it's the kind of thing that always has an expiry date. Yes. It was great. I was enjoying it. Um, but... I, although I was enjoying it so much, I was looking to move on. Mm. Um, I'm 25 years old now. I worked on the cruise ship for five years. Mm. And I'm actually going to enroll into a university and we'll start studying later on in the year. And uh, then I'll take it from there. Wow, it's such a wonderful story. Helena, we, we, we're very encouraged. We're inspired. Can there be any way in which we can add value to what you guys are doing? I mean, it's so wonderful. How do we become a part of what you're doing? Do you need support? What kind of support? Well, obviously, the main stumbling block is raising funds because we all have amazing projects, you know, uh, in the pipeline. But for that, definitely you need funds. Um, you need hands. So we appreciate any kind of, uh, you know, financial help, uh, obviously, for our new projects, which are also rebuilding creches in, in Nisna post-COVID. Um, so reach out to us. Uh, we also have a PayPal account. So um, it's very easy. Just send us an email and um, definitely we need all the help in the world. <laughs> have you harvested yet? Yes, we we have. They started um, to harvest. Yes, some, we, we we had some spinach that was harvested just last week. Wow! And it was actually very exciting because uh, I wasn't expecting it, but I went <laughs> to the garden just to visit, yes. and they mentioned it to me. And the soup that was on the pot being cooked had spinach from our vegetable wow. garden in it, and I must tell you, yeah. it tasted delicious. <laughs> Even if you have to say so yourself, <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> Unbiased review. Absolutely. It was delicious, I promise. <laughs> uh, you, you know, Helena, this kind of work that you're doing um, and, and putting up a garden like this, just give me a sense of the kind of impact it has on a community. You would know um, the, the, you know, life before the garden and, and post the garden. Well, it's, it's just, as I was mentioning earlier, they can see with their eyes that it's actually very durable and it's easily applicable, you know. So um, um, it's obvious that since uh, Josh and, and Raphael set up this first garden, there, you know, more people um, uh, are having now this idea and talking to the neighbors, how can they do it, you know. And we also want to encourage them without, you know, without us being involved. Obviously, we can consult, we can help. But I think the main thing is people need to realize that they can do it themselves, you know, and, and with some friends and take a little piece of land and, and get going. And it's, 
everything grows. Mother Earth is supplying for us. Yeah. Um, you were saying that you, you're hoping to build more creches. Uh, you know, what kind of structure are you using? Is this bricks and mortar kind of creche or are you using any other kind of materials just in case somebody may be interested in maybe supporting you with material, not necessarily money? Sure, sure, sure. So um, the, 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 the main one that we've been building was, was proper uh, brick and mortar mm. and uh, all of that. So yes, definitely. And uh, we always ask, you know, uh, professional if they have like end of ranch um, tiles or mm. floorings or roofs or anything they, they're happy to get. So that's a good way to help as well. The project we're working on now, uh, we also looking at brick and mortar. Uh, we've got already quotes. Everything is in the pipeline, and um, we are about to start. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, uh, we need anything that's possible. We we've managed to have roof roof sheets already and flooring. Um, and now we need uh, some more funds to be able to complete the project. But it's on um, it's on the on the way to be uh, to be alive. Helena, just located for us. Where exactly in Naisna is this community? So it's um, we've worked in Concordia, so it's in the township there, and um, also in Yotsekamp. Uh, and there's, there's so many. I mean, we've been contacted by so many places that need need help. So, the projects are plenty, plenty in this area. Mm. Yeah, really wonderful talking to you. All the best to you, and congratulations! It's such a wonderful story. Thank you, Helena. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It really is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having us. Absolute pleasure. Joshua Bochalta is just an individual who thought he could make a difference in his community after his job in the cruise ship came to an abrupt end, as we we are aware of COVID-19 pandemic having affected that industry. And then Helena Marie is a Sparking Minds co-founder, and they had been in that particular area in Neisner building crashes until COVID-19 brought with it other problems of hunger and so on. And they came together and took over a dump site and put a beautiful vegetable garden together. I'm going to share those pictures with you. I'm telling you now, you should be inspired. I definitely was. 1.30, let me go to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in headlines.